Hello, hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Auntie Podcast. I'm your host, Rebecca Ince, and today we're going to be talking about the fear of failure. It's got to be addressed in our lives, the fear of failure, the fear of man, fear in general. Um, It's a paralyzing thing, and it's not our modus operandi. Like, we're not supposed to be in, like, we weren't created to just be fearful creatures. Like, we were created to be strong in the Lord, joyful in the Lord, free of fear in the love of God, all of these things. And so it's unnatural for our design to be living in such a way that isn't like that. And so on this episode, we're just going to be talking about um, what the fear of failure looks like, the fear of man, what the word of God has to say about it, how it can impact our lives and the lives of others, because it doesn't really just impact solely us. And so I'm excited, excited, excited to be with you guys again. Thank you so much for coming and listening and settling in with me. So sit back, maybe maybe grab a hot beverage this time, make a little hot chocolate, a little tea, and just settle in. This is The Unto Podcast. Hello. Also, before we get started, I, I recorded this episode this morning. It's Thursday, and then I went to class, and then I heard something about failure. I don't even remember exactly how it tied in, and I was, like, reflecting on what I said, and I was thinking, I need to give a little disclaimer, and so this is just a teensy, teensy little disclaimer um, that I, my hope is that I don't sound like I'm coming across, like, failure just doesn't exist, and that if you feel you failed at things that is not real and that there's only lessons and never losses. It's like, no, like (laughs) if you, if you set out to do an egg drop and you're dropping an egg off a building, hoping it makes it to the bottom without cracking. And that's the metric for that. And you don't hit it like in, in it's, in its essence, that is a failure, but not to, I don't know exactly how I want to say this, so I just pray that the Holy Spirit just, the Holy Spirit help. Um, I just don't want to sound like, no, there's no such thing as failure. Though, because it's like, we need comfort as people, comfort and motivation. And it's like, sometimes failures do happen. Um, and that's where it's like, the Lord is there. The Holy Spirit is there to give comfort and the Lord motivates us to start again, all of these things. And so I just want to give that, brief little disclaimer because most of this episode you'll hear me talk a lot about forming new metrics and it's like is it really failure what is success supposed to look like for this situation da, 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 da. I just don't want it to come across like is this girl just being obtuse right now and not understanding that failure can happen in life and it absolutely can I'm just addressing the fear of it so yeah <laughs> That's just what I wanted to say, and now I think we're safe to jump into this episode. Okay, love you. Let's get started. All right, well, hello, everyone. Um, I'm excited for this episode. I don't know, I'm telling you, these episodes are solely riding on the grace of God because for the most part... I think there's only been maybe a little less than a handful of episodes where I felt like 
there was this complete burning inside of me to record it. Other times it's just like, I will not know what needs to be recorded or what I ideally want to sit down and do. And I'll be like, man, like maybe do I even put out anything? Da, da, da. And then it's like, the Lord is just so gracious. Um, he'll just be like, oh yeah, like do this, or this is an idea. And I'm like, oh, like yesterday I was telling my friends, I was like, I don't even know if an episode's coming out this week. I don't know what to even talk about. Um, because I was explaining to them, like, I feel like in a lot of areas of my walk, like I'm starting to hit this area where the Lord is giving me a lot more like free agency within his will. And so, um, I was talking to one of my classmates a couple of weeks ago, um, cause she was praying for me and was like, the Lord's giving you choices. And I was like, oh, you know, if you told 18 year old me, like freshly gave my life back to the Lord, 16, 17, that the Lord's given me like all these choices, I would have been like, this is a wonderland. Um, and it's like the more that I walk with him, it's like almost the less I want to have choices because <laughs> I'm starting to learn his heart and I just know that everything that he does is well done. And I'm like, I don't want to think, just tell me what to do. But she's like, as you grow in your sanctification, your desires are to please God. And so he can now say where there would have really only been like one proper path. Obviously, there's always grace and redirection. But like, hear me out. It's like where it would have been like, okay, do this. Or, you know, and the Lord's like helping you by just shutting all the doors around you. Like he gives, he grows you in wisdom and an understanding and in a desire to please him and so sometimes it's like more pathways just open up and he's like yeah any of these are equally as fine and I, and it was it's such a hard adjustment because i'm just not necessarily used to having that kind of free agency but it's like the lord like you do what you need to with little and he's like okay here's more choices da, da, da. um and so I feel like I'm hitting that spot a lot with the podcast because I know my business before the Lord is to store it well, to show up every week unless he tells me otherwise and put out an episode. And so to not feel like there's like this immediate burning, like God is saying to record this episode. I'm like, uh oh, like, is the Lord with me? <laughs> and he's like, Rebecca, if it's in your heart to honor me, go talk about me, like record the episode. Um, you have like I in essence, like it feels like he's letting me know that he trusts me enough to just pick something and rock with it. Um and so yesterday again like I wasn't feeling a particular burn and now I'm knowing at least going forth like I'm learning that I don't have to and that I can just show up and do something and do it well um but I was actually driving home and in the mercy of the Lord I just kind of like heard like a phrase that's like the fear of failure and I'm like fear of failure and um if you're like newer to this and you're like did she hear god audibly thunder in her car i did not it was just kind of like a mental impression or like i don't really know how to explain it but it's like something that just like kind of skated through my head and i was like hmm fear of failure and i just start having a couple of thoughts throughout the rest of the evening and so i started to jot some down and once i saw the scripture come in Y'all, this isn't even about these little bullet points that I put together. It's the scripture. Because I felt like life was just being poured in. I was like, Lord, this is all you. 
So today we are going to be talking about the fear of failure, what that looks like, why we don't need to have it, and how it impacts our lives. So let's jump into this thing. So the fear of failure in our lives, it has, 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 has to be addressed. And sometimes I feel like even it just, I don't even want to just say in our culture, I feel like this is a pandemic, if you will. Like, and I think it's rooted in the fear of man more times than not, because if you're fearful of failing more times than not, it's because we're like, oh, like what's Sally Johnson going to think? Or what's Jojo doorman going to think? Like, and it's, it stops you from trying things. Like you can't live in this mindset of, oh man, I just can't even bother trying this because like, what if it doesn't work? Um, what if, what if I'm laughed at? What if it, and there's, and it's not flippant at all. And this isn't trivial. Like there are some things that you may even feel like the Lord's calling you to do. And you're like, God, are you serious? Like I am like a mother with three kids. If I do this, I'm running the risk of like my, like not being able to pay bills. Like you're stretching me to try this in faith. But once you know, like you have the wind of the Lord and the word of the Lord on the thing, like run with it run with it. It doesn't obviously mean go be flipping and be like, I'm about to run my family into bankruptcy in the name of just trying a new thing. But you will know when the Lord is asking something of you and he will confirm it. The Lord's not in the business of just watching you sabotage your household or your life or your friend's lives. Like, uh-uh. So anyway, we have to address the fear of failure because it runs rampant. It spreads like a little disease. It impacts your mind and your heart, how you interact with others, because then you start spouting on other people. So because you're fearful of failure, by the time one of like your friends or your cousins or your aunties or your parents want to bloom, you're like, well, the last time I tried something like that, it's like, baby, wasn't nobody asking for that experience. I promise you, not a soul is asking. And so <laughs> we love you. And I'm sure I've done this many a time in my life because it's just how we are. Like humans, we test things out. We, we're little scientists in our own way. Like we test things out. We say, mm, that looks like it's not going to have a good outcome. Or I lived that experience and it didn't give me a good outcome. So therefore, no one should ever do that again. And it's extreme and it's not good. And so the truth is, the fear of failure and fear in general just hold us back. And so I just want to ask the question to you and to me. It's like, how many times in scripture have we seen where the Lord is about to tell somebody to do something and then he commands them not to be afraid, like at the forefront? And so all throughout scripture from front to back, you're going to find that God is no supporter of fear. He's like, fear has no part in me and if you're in me fear has no part in you don't fear don't fear and when he's not even explicitly saying it just the implications on every line of scripture are reasons to not be afraid just because the lord is god god is literally god and so we get to just love on him and be secure i don't remember what i was scared of like a week ago but something was making me feel a little a little way and I felt the Lord was just like you're just the safest little girl on the planet and it's like that's the reality of believers like we are the safest kids on the planet dude like 
<laughs> God is God and he handles our affairs and he takes care of us. Like even I think in the Sermon on the Mount, the Lord's like, don't even fear. You're worth more, much more than these sparrows. Like God knows what our lives are about, what we're called to do, what we'll do, what we won't do. Like, and he's like, there's no reason to fear. Just be my kid. Just abide in me. Just get in the back of the minivan in the morning and let me take you where we're going and trust that you're going to be okay. Like, I don't think kids get in the back of the minivan and they're like, oh man, daddy, here's my agenda for today. I got to make sure that I get through all of this and I'm just so scared how this is going to turn out. Are you sure we're going to have lunch today? Are you sure we're going to make it from this errand to the other? And it's like, no, they just kind of chill out for the most part in most cases. And so here are just a couple of examples in scripture that we find this. In Joshua 1.9, it says, Have I not commanded you to be strong and courageous? Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Luke 1.30 says, This is about Mary. So the angel told her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. Like, she's being told, Do not fear. And she's about to literally receive an immaculate conception to carry the Son of God. If anybody should be spooked out right now, it should be her. Like, that is a lot. But the Lord is already placing emphasis. Like, this isn't even on you in that way. Like, don't be afraid. You have favor with God. Like, this is going to work out. Um, Joshua 8.1, And the Lord said to Joshua, Do not fear and do not be dismayed. Take all the fighting men with you and arise, go up to Ai. See, I've given into your hand the king of Ai and his people, his city, and his land. And then Isaiah 43, verse 1. But now thus says the Lord, he who created you, O Jacob, he who formed you, O Israel, fear not, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by your name. You are mine. And so we see this connection with belonging to God and not being afraid and belonging to God and not being afraid, finding favor with God, not having fear. And so again, like I said, from beginning to the end of the word, we see that there's no fear in God and that when we're in him, we just don't have a reason to be afraid. Okay, and now I feel like this is going to go a little bit rapid fire. It may or it may not. I may linger. I may not. We'll see what happens, but I'm kind of like staring at my bullet points and I'm like, these don't necessarily have a kind of cohesive flow, <laughs> but they're here and I feel like they're important. So I'm going to share them. Number one, like the fear of man is a snare. And scripture says it, it says in Proverbs twenty nine twenty five that the fear of man will prove to be a snare, but whoever trusts in the Lord is kept safe. Again, the fear of man will prove to be a snare, but whoever trusts in the Lord is kept safe. So again, tying this back to this whole fear of failure thing. If most of the time you feel free to DM me if you feel differently, because I love different perspectives, but I feel like most of the time fear of failure, like I said in the beginning of the episode, is connected to the fear of man. I don't think, why do you think like the quote says dance like nobody's watching why why (laughs) is it because there's like this fear of not dancing right and everybody's gonna think you're crazy or like doing and i think you can translate this to like work 
working as if no one is watching or not even no one working for the audience of one dancing for the audience of one singing for the audience of one because the one person who you should ever fear in life who it doesn't even require you to fear him in that way but to fear him as like in reverence so you have somebody who's got your back and just wants to see you win work and live and be for that audience of one because once people start getting involved it's just the fear of man truly is a snare like you will hear a word from the lord and you'll be like are you sure lord and then you start asking her all these horizontal questions instead of vertical and getting everybody and their mom's insight and it's like okay well if i if i don't do it their way then someone's like there's the people pleasing issue there's just the fear of looking silly and it's like the simple solution which obviously is difficult sometimes i'm not trying to be flippant about that but just get the word from the lord and run with that take that scroll from him and sprint or walk whatever you really need to do on according to his pace and timeline but don't let the fear of man control your decisions let your reverence of God control your decisions because that's how you win. It is just one of my favorite like modern day stories of watching people choose God's way and catching a dub are the Benham brothers. I got to meet one of them a, um, a number of times and they even have an episode, I think, on the Compelled podcast. Look for the Benham Brothers, B-E-N-H-A-M. And their story is literally just like running against the grain of culture, running hard after God, and the success that followed them just by living by biblical principles, fearing the Lord and not fearing man, has gotten them to many places. And it's not that we follow God so that we achieve success, but also checking your metrics on that and saying, Success is following God. And so whether that leads me to a $50,000 salary or $500,000 salary, it is my business and our business before the Lord to keep a clear conscience before him saying, I know at the end of the day, if you're pleased with me and what I've put on the altar before you, and it's my business to make sure like, Lord, check my heart, make sure I'm not putting strange fire on this altar. And I truly believe that the fear of man produces strange fire (laughs) like i don't see how that could burn the way it's supposed to before the lord and it's not like he's sitting there wagging his finger at you like "Mm, mm, mm." but it's this invitation and i say invitation kind of loosely because you're commanded to like see god and what you're doing and and let the lord be the only one that you revere in that nature like letting him have the final say like that's just wraps it's like thank you for your input because you have well-meaning friends and you have well-meaning family and well-meaning co-workers whatever but not everybody and their mom is entering a prayer closet seeking the lord intentionally on your behalf to get the word and even if they do that do that it doesn't mean that they necessarily got the right one either check test every spirit test every word and let the Lord have the final say, get the scroll from the Lord and run with it. If he has given you blueprints for this beautiful life, it is our due diligence to build off of that blueprint and not operate out of the fear of man in the name of doing things the way that culture does it, what success looks like to the culture, da da da, da. 
your business, our business, my, he, we, she business before the Lord is just to seek the kingdom first and let all the other things um, be added unto us. So we're not a fearful people. God didn't give us, his word said it, he didn't give us a spirit of fear, but of power, of love, and of a sound mind. And that's just how we're moving. And so the word says in 1 John 4, 18, there is no fear in love, but perfect love drives out fear because fear involves punishment. The one who fears has not been perfected in love. And so when when we're moving along and say the Lord's inviting you into starting this new Instagram account and putting out music or putting out a, a blog or create, starting a new job, blah, 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 like whatever it is, and you know that you feel the Lord on it. And we're, oh, it's a whole nother episode to talk about like where you can't exactly tell. I'll see if I can touch on that a little bit here because I know that's like... That's very real. I feel like more times than not, it's almost like, hmm, I feel like it could go either way. I could choose either thing. But the point of the matter is like setting your heart to honor God and seek the kingdom first and you'll be straight. Like (laughs) because your business, you've made it your heart's number one desire to seek the Lord and to and to please him with what you're putting on the altar. And he sees that. Right. And so you don't have to fear like when you're in the Lord, like he's, he's really good at redirection and handling your affairs and he enjoys doing it. So there's no reason to be afraid. And also the word of God says that we have a great high priest and we have Jesus as our literal intercessor. So we have all the Facebook groups in the world, which are totally fine. And I bless them. I seriously do because we're supposed to lift one another up and pray without ceasing. But we have like the ultimate intercessor named Jesus Christ. And so when all else fails and somebody hears your story and goes, I'm praying for you, baby, and they don't, as a child of God, Jesus is. And that's a weighty, weighty prayer. The word of God says that the prayers of a righteous man availeth, availeth much. How much more the son of God himself, God himself. And so anywho, in Hebrews 4 verses 14 through 16, it says, Therefore, since we have a great high priest. Hmm, I'm sorry. Anytime I read about the Lord as great high priest, I'm just like, good night. I love it here. Just lay me out now. Therefore, since we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens, Jesus, the son of God, let us hold firmly to what we profess. For we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses, but we have one who is tempted in every way that we are, yet was without sin. So let us then approach the throne of grace with confidence so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. Verse 15 is what I really want to sit with for a bit because here we go. For we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses, but we have one who is tempted in every way that we are yet was without sin. And so what does that mean? In my estimation, which I'm I'm, I'm really leaning to the right side on, is like, When I am fighting for my life to not be overcome by the fear of man, I have a high priest who understands that. And he's making intercession for me so that I can overcome that. When I feel like I'm struggling with doubt or worry, like the Lord is able to sympathize with our weaknesses. And he was tempted in such these ways. And yet, 
was without sin. And so Jesus gets it. And this is why, that's why verse 16 is just amazing, show-stopping, incredible after it. Because it says, now you know this, let us then approach the throne of grace with confidence so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need because we need it and when we're hearing from the lord to do things or we want to take a risk in the lord like we need to know that there's somebody who's rooting for us who's interceding for us who has a throne of grace that is accessible to us by the blood of jesus so that we can get mercy for these things and grace to help us in our time of need and so with that being said there's grace and mercy try things out if there is one lesson that i have learned so much over the last couple of years of my life is that the will of god can sometimes be a playground and so sometimes we're looking for these glaring neon signs to be like this is what god told me to do like some you wouldn't be able to exercise your faith not really like sometimes moments come where confirmations like man like that was the grace of god that's such a strong confirmation and other times he's just like baby i love you you have all of these tools that I've given you, you know how to hear my voice. My word tells you that my sheep know my voice. So I'm going to let you figure this out by faith. Like just take the risk and you learn the character of God that he's trustworthy and that there truly is grace to figure these things out. And so if you're sensing and noticing that you're in a transitioning season or whatever it is and know that there's a decision that needs to be made and you can't make it because you're fearful of failing that's not the right reason to just throw it away (laughs) like find another reason that maybe like the lord doesn't think it's a good idea or it's not biblical or it's not an honorable thing to do but to just throw something out of the window simply because there's like this fear of failure attached to it it deserves to be addressed in the presence of God. Like, get along with him and be like, maybe this is something that I need to do, Lord, but I'm feeling very fearful of this. What is your what is your truth concerning this? What is the absolute truth here so that I can fight these lies? And so, yes, as God's kid, take risks. You can't outrisk the faithfulness of God. If it's in your heart to honor him, he sees that. And so the Lord knows the heart. It's not an excuse to just go, you know, just wild out. But when you're truly trying to honor God in your efforts and in your partnership with him, heavy on partnership, like, quick lesson. Okay, okay. What, (laughs) What I'm trying to say here is like, the Lord will know your heart. He knows it better than we do. Like the spirit of God is able to search out our hearts. But I did want to take a quick, quick, quick little pit stop to be like, because a lot of times like this whole fear of failure thing has a lot to do with just the works that we do. Um, But the works that last are the ones that are done in the Lord. Like dead works, things that aren't honoring to the Lord are like, things that are just like done in the flesh and for selfish reasons and this this that the third if you just make it a point like if we're just like lord i want to build something that honors you and i feel like this actually addresses fear something about 
audibly aligning your heart with the Lord's and what you're trying to do um, and how you're partnering with him and what is being even asked of you fills you with faith that it's like, oh man, like I feel the Lord on this, so I'm going for it, you know? Like even if I don't exactly know how each of these details is going to work out, I feel like a a a blessing from the Lord on whatever this is. And so I was like, Lord, you said like in committing my plans to you that you'd make them succeed. And obviously, you know, whatever. Um, but be like, okay, Lord, you said in your word that if I commit my plans to you, that they will succeed. Like if it is within your will for this plan to prosper, I pray that you align my heart with yours. Give for what needs to happen, what I need to do. Check my heart, search my heart, search out my motives, address anything in me that needs addressing. Um, and it's not just even only for the Lord to tell you something's wrong, but sometimes he'll tell you that you're on track. It's like, Oh, the Lord could literally be like, oh man, I actually love your heart in this. Like it's evident that, you know, and he's an encouraging God. Um, and so just sitting with him being like, I want to build what lasts on your foundation, Jesus Christ, my foundation. I want to build with fine jewels and silver and gold. I don't want dead works that are going to just burn up in the end. I want to honor you with what I'm building. That's a prayer he's going to answer. A hundred percent. It's in the will of God for you to do things the way that he intends for them to be done. And then because that's the way that's beneficial to you. And it's just his way, like his systems are flawless. And so we live in a flawed world and we're trying to figure out how to move through all these flawed things. But the flawless one helps us and he gives us grace and mercy and empowers us to partner with him and get things done. And so this reason to fear just lifts because fear is a paralyzer but love love will make you soar <laughs> when you know think about all the times where you felt like somebody was in your corner like you and they were a person a human and you felt like you could just do anything how much more god like the love of god abiding in his love there's no reason to fear what fear who fear what fear when fear when and so I also want to say to that, it's time to get new metrics because I probably should have addressed this at the beginning. What is failure? It's like if the Lord, even with this podcast, I could sit down and be like, oh man, I'm so discouraged because it hasn't reached like a thousand people per month and da 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 and be like, therefore I'm failing at this. But if I can ask God what he's requiring of me with this podcast and see that the metrics aren't numbers, but the quality and how I'm storing it and where my heart is coming from, do I have the fear of the Lord when I sit down to record? Like, is it for, and the Lord has this for the one mentality. He left 99 whole sheep to find one. What if my metric for success wasn't the masses, but the quality and the deep impact of whatever is being produced in this little bedroom to hit somebody's heart that they would follow God and see him a little more rightly? That's success in my opinion. I'm like, if I'm giving this to the Lord and I'm putting it on the altar and I'm like, test it, show me what needs to shift. Like, I don't. 
I don't try and do these episodes flippantly, man. Like, <laughs> the fear of the Lord. I think this is why I literally stop podcasting for sometimes. Because I know that one of my spiritual gifts is also teaching. And it's like, the first two times that I tried to podcast, they were mostly like very extremely structured Um I think I've talked about this on the pod before, but like very extremely structured, like biblical teachings. And I burnt out so badly. Um, and the Lord's given me like grace to do this. Like I'm shocked, utterly surprised even that I haven't capped out by now. Like I've pretty much done this consistently for the, we're coming up on 13 weeks, um, which is like a win in my book. But anyway, it's like get new metrics, sit down and ask God, like, Lord, what is this and it may be numbers for some things um or maybe like it's dynamic the lord is interested in the journey sit down have little quarterly meetings with him or however often you need to do it he will invite you in and you'll feel the prompting to come speak with him and be like lord what are the metrics what is counted as success in this thing that i'm venturing out on and that beats the fear of man into a little And the fear of failure into just the ground. Because you can't have a hold on me if I'm not afraid. If I'm not scared of this podcast getting lesser listens than others, I can just keep going and have the correct metrics of what true success is for this project and move on. Like, let the Lord tell you what success is for what you're doing. Honor God, seek his face, seek the kingdom, revere the Lord. Like, (laughs) these are good metrics. And so, lastly, I just kind of wanted to touch on understanding your standing um, with the Lord. Like, when you know that you are a child of God, things shift. Like, you're not fighting for his approval you're not fight because the fear of failure sometimes dude that just that can absolutely it feels like it's ransacking your relationship with the lord because it's like oh man i don't even look at the oh thank you lord the story of the talents they're like this guy put put away this much and then he produced this yield this guy produced this yield uh-oh there's somebody who dug his talents in the ground And didn't do anything with them. And the master was like, what is literally up? He's like, well, I know that you are a harsh man. And so I didn't do anything with my talents, whatever. And the master's like, okay, okay. If you think I'm such a harsh guy, why didn't you at least put your talent in the bank so I could get some interest? Like, dude did nothing with what he was given. Nothing let it not be said of us you know and so look once again fear is a paralyzer he's like i know you're a harsh man but love would have made him sore i'm confident of that because it goes back to the same verse there's no fear in love perfect love casts out all fear if you're still um let me find it i'm just not in the business of butchering yeah okay because fear involves punishment harsh master um the one who fears has not been perfected in love now our master is not a harsh man we have literally the kindest oh man kindest kindness embodied love embodied he is the actual substance of love 
he would love to see us do something with our talents and not bury it in the ground. Like we don't know him to be a harsh man. Pray to see the Lord rightly. It changes your choices and your outlooks on life. Absolutely. I remember the times where I did see the Lord as a harsh taskmaster and they were not highlights of my faith at all. And so it's just this journey of learning this. So understand your standing. Once you're like, I have love, like the essence, like literally the embodiment of love as my father. He, There's nothing in the eyes of Jesus Christ that does not want to help me. Heaven is working with the Lord to make sure that I'm getting along in this life and fulfilling the will of the Lord for my life. There is a massive support system. And so do not be afraid of failure. Ask what, number one, ask what failure even is. Number two, once you've established that, kick it to the curb in the name of Jesus. (laughs) It's just, y'all, I just want to see us win. And there has been a way made for us to do that. And so I just want to encourage you in these things. Say, and if it feels like I was yelling through this, I'm so sorry. I just, I don't like the devil. And so to see him rob people of beautiful things in the faith, um, just because they're afraid of trying things, like, absolutely not. You are a son. You are a daughter. Try a thing. Honor God. Have fun. Um... The Lord loves you, and he's going to see to it that if you're trying something and it's not working out, he'll be like, you know, let's pick up a different crayon. (laughs) He's such a good dad, Um, and he's really good at redirection. Maybe you won't even need a crayon. Maybe he'll give you, like, a nice pack of colored pencils or a marker, you know? And so in any sense, that is a little bit on the fear of failure and why we're getting rid of it in the name of Jesus. Thank you guys so much for hanging out with me for another episode. And if you enjoyed this episode, please rate it. It really helps out the podcast and stay around. Um, you can follow the Unto Podcast on Instagram at the Unto Podcast. And the handle is the same for TikTok because I like to have some fun over there as well. Um, and answer this week's um, like poll question thing. I actually still need to make it, but for a chance to be featured on the next episode if you want your answer read and if you want to be anonymous just let me know it should be anonymous um but yeah i love you guys so much and until next time this has been the unto podcast